What is up? This is the Leafs Combo presented by Oak Ridge Ford, oakridgeford.com. I'm Norman James along with Mike uh, Jello. It is October 3rd, 2019, the day after the Leafs season opener, a 5-3 win over the Capital Gang, the Ottawa Senators at Scotiabank Arena. Michael, what were your impressions? Uh, good morning, Norman. Uh, well, my impressions were it was not the start that the Leafs wanted, giving up a goal 25 <laughs> seconds into the first period. And that took everybody sort of aback after the ceremonies uh, announcing John Tavares as the next captain mm-hmm. of the Leafs. But uh, it took them a while to sort of right the ship because even Mike Babcock said after the game, you know, they scored the goal. We had three power play opportunities. We sort of were flailing around for uh, the first period. I mean, they outshot, they had 10 shots on goal in the first eight minutes and couldn't beat mm-hmm. Craig Anderson. And then they get the tying goal. From, Fred, from the unlikely source of Frederick Gauthier. And then the power play kicks into gear. Uh, Trevor Moore scores a really nice goal, and then they're off to the races. And the, the, key, the key to the game in terms of a turning point was the, you know, of course, the former Leaf show where, like, every former Leaf has to get on the scoreboard or do something that's detrimental to the team. Um, you know, Tyler Ennis took a penalty, so he was on the scoreboard that way. And Connor Brown assisted on Brady Kachuk's goal. But Ron Hainsey scoring that goal and the Leafs uh, video staff noticing that Bobby Ryan was offside by, by not even a stride, but by the lifting of his skate. And that negated Hainsey's goal. And Matthews scored right after it to to make it uh, Mm. 3-2 Leafs. That was that was the key because once that happened, I think that deflated the young Senators team, and they were off to the this races. This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. Over under on Freddie Goche scoring the curtain raiser. Who thought he would be the one mm. to bring the house down to get the season going? Well, I, I said I, I sort of joked. I said, you know, I'll give you a million to one odds if Goche scores the first goal, and I said, uh oh. And you know, it it it's just, I mean. It's not that I. It's not that I don't like Gautier. He's a good kid and he tries hard. I just and and I think he is the player that he is now, as compared to the player that they drafted in 2013, is night and day. It's leaps and bounds different. He's he's a much better skater than he was. I just look at him as a as a zero offensive player. And you know, of course, last yesterday he scores the the opening goal, but. I'd be challenged to say he scores more than five goals this year if he plays mm-hmm. regularly on the fourth line. But Mike Mike Babcock loves him. And as we've seen with other players, that sometimes is more important than talent. Yeah, yeah no doubt. My wife made some coffee this morning. I, she's a sweetheart. She put out my Maple Leaf coffee mug. And on the back of it, it had Jason Spence's mm-hmm. name with a line through it. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, and and that's the thing. Um, Mike Babcock knows how to destroy good stories and narratives um, because Jason Spezza appeared at the end of training camp to have solidified a fourth line position, either on the wing with Gauthier playing center or playing fourth line center. And then um, I'm at the morning skate yesterday and we're noticing Nick Shore, who I was surprised that was he was still on the 23-man roster uh, when the cuts were made earlier in the week, skating between Gautier and D- Dmitry Timoshev. And 
then we discover that Spezza is not going to play in the opening game. Uh, a Toronto boy who's played 16 years in the NHL, who there is no reason other than I think the fact that Mike Babcock didn't have a hand in oh. his acquisition. And this, and I, I, I don't know if we're going down the Frankie Corrado, oh. uh, Josh Levo, Justin Hall road with Jason Spezza. I mean, because Babcock after the morning skate came out and said, um, you know, he's going to play on Friday. And the reason that he didn't play on Wednesday was because he had to work on his oh, penalty come on. killing. It's yeah, that's that was. And, and that now, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, don't, you know, there's there's a uh, there's a, an expression about something um, hitting your shoulder and don't tell me it's raining. That's you know that's that's what what I I mean. I, I, come on, I mean Jason Spezza is not there to be a penalty killer. Now maybe they have to use him as a penalty killer because he's a forward line guy. But that's you know that's not the reason why he shouldn't play. If he didn't play well, then he shouldn't have played. And this is this is Babcock exerting control over the roster, and say. And saying I'm going to play the guys I want to play when I want to play them, and if I the only way I can send a a message to everybody on that team is to throw a guy like Spezza who didn't do anything other than try hard during the preseason and try to give the coach what he wanted. Oh my god! Throw him under the get, bus. I don't that get Babcock in Detroit. The guy, this yeah. is the guy who was angling to get Luke Glendening on the team because of the great things he did for him when he was in Detroit. So what happened to this affection and affinity and respect and reliance on veterans yesterday? Jason Spezza. No, but Jason Spezza is a story, Mike, as you said, 16 years in the league, drafted by the Senators, Toronto boy, all of the ingredients for a, another nice element to the overall story are there. And he doesn't play him. You could have brought Eric Lindros back to play a ceremonial few shifts against the Senators yesterday. It wouldn't have mattered. It's not as if Jason mm-hmm. Spezza being in the lineup was going to affect the game one way or the other. And he doesn't play him. OG's converts, you know me. You know I love Mike Babcock, but you know I will turn on that guy in two seconds if he just starts to go off the rails. Because I'm all about the, the Leafs, not Leafs, you know? I'm about the team success, not individual or, or coaching success. And that, that was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can forgive it, but you're going to store that up in the memory banks. And when, when this becomes a, a, um, a lingering issue of, of one instance after another, it's compounded and then you just had enough, right, Mike? It seems to me now this Babcock versus Dubas thing, this Cold War, isn't going anywhere. No, this battle between Babcock and Dubas eventually is going somewhere because I believe Dubas has the hammer in terms of if this team doesn't do well this year, that Babcock mm. will be out of a job. I think I don't think I'm stepping out of line by saying that. But you know, that being said, I don't think they're concerned about that right now. It's just it's petty. Yeah, it no really doubt. is petty, and it's. And we've seen the, the, this in in the history with with the Leafs, with Babcock, with Lou Lamorello, and and now with with Kyle Dubas. He's going to play who he wants to play, and the guys that he has a hand in bringing in uh, to the team, like Patrick Marlowe, those are his those are his mm-hmm. favorites, and he will play them and po- possibly overplay them. And the guys who uh, he is you know spoon fed <laughs> or forced to use, 
he he refuses to use or he'll use them in in, in yeah. roles that are sort of demeaning for, for their talent. So, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, let's see how it plays out. I know Pierre Lebrun said yesterday that this this is maybe much to do about nothing and we'll see what happens with Spezza. But I know that a lot of people and the prevailing opinion was this was Babcock you know, playing mind games and that this this is something that, you know, I mean, Spezza is going to have to deal with. Uh, Babcock Babcock says he's going to rotate the fourth line guys. And I know yesterday they said after the game, uh, Nick Patan was in the, uh, the Leafs uh, scratches in the, in the press box or in the, uh, in the Leafs box. So there may be some roster moves uh, in terms of sending down to the Marlies and calling up. And, you know, that means more of a mix but Jason Spezza should have played yesterday, and I think it was disrespectful. Yeah, Mike, I'm not about hating the coach, nor are you. It was disappointing. Let's go through a couple of things before we wrap up here. Austin Matthews, two goals. That's four straight openers. He scored goals, I think, versus the Senators over the last several years. He scored 100,000 goals um, in, in season mm-hmm. openers. He he looks like he's ready and, and motivated. Will he stay healthy for an entire season and score 45 to 50? I hope so. John Tavares, the new captain, with an assist, just doing John Tavares stuff, working hard. Mitch Marner, that pass to Austin Matthews on the power play. Come on, man. Like That's, that's the magic that we want from Mitch and should certainly expect. Matthews was, was great last night. He just seems to love playing Ottawa. Um, I think if he could play Ottawa 82 games, he'd probably score over 70 goals. Um, now that, you know, that's a fact that Ottawa has not been a good team for most of the time he's been in the NHL, but you know, you, you, you pile up the stats against the bad teams. That's sure. what, that's what good star players do. Um, you know, he was fantastic last night and that you could see that he's worked on his one timer over the summer because on that goal, with the Marner feed, it was a one-timer that he blasted by Anderson. Uh, he looked quick. He looked really solid. Um, so I, yeah, that's encouraging. And, yeah, I think all Leaf fans are keeping their fingers crossed that he that he doesn't get injured. Um, I think Tavares was uh, the – not no-brainer choice, but a great choice. And I asked Kyle Dubas uh, – he, he held a press conference uh, after the first uh, period uh, whether – Tavares being a captain in Long Island was a factor in the decision because, you know, he had leadership experience before and he said no, but I mean, it didn't hurt. So, but, but I think they, they just realized, you know, he's, he's a little bit older. He's uh, been a captain before. He's a solid player, uh, you know, calm demeanor and can, and can handle the media. He's handled the media well uh, in a year um, with, sure. with the Leafs. So I think you know, that was a great choice or Morgan Riley would have been an excellent choice. Um, and, and apparently the, they said that the incident with Austin Matthews was yeah. not a factor in Good. the decision that the decision was made much earlier. Yeah. No one's exempt from criticism, but I think there's a certain understanding between him and the fan base that he, he, he has a pass because we just, we know how hard he's worked. We know how well he's done. We know what kind of guy he is. I mean, he's the quiet captain. He's going to do his thing. Austin Matthews is going to be the de facto leader of the team in many ways in terms of being out there, being the fashionable guy, just having all the skill in the world. There's room for more leaders than one. I think ceremonially giving John Tavares the C was the right thing to do, Mike. Tyson Berry, two assists. He looked pretty good out there. 
Um, and I got to tell you, he is a, a, certainly a nice off spell to what Morgan Riley does. And I'm not saying that they're different types of players, but it's nice to have more than one of uh, Morgan Riley back there, but of that stature, as opposed to, you know, some of these guys who uh, look like they're really good, um, but have a, more deficiencies in their game. I'm just going through the um, the stats from last night's game. Trevor Moore with a goal. Ilya Mikhaev, that was a nice little goal on the Tyson Berry feed, his first NHL goal, and Dmitry Timoshov with an assist as well. Nice to see some of the young cats getting on the board. Yeah, yeah I, well, I, first, Mikhaev I thought was really impressive. He was on the penalty kill. He For a big guy, he's got a lot of speed. Um, after the game, it was really funny. He was interviewed, and he doesn't speak a lot of English. He was trying to speak um, – and he was trying to communicate, you know, they were just a- asking him questions about uh, what he, what he enjoyed about being, uh, about being in North America after the years in the KHL and started talking about, you know, his favorite, food. his favorite food is right. His favorite food is soup. His favorite food is, bo- our favorite soup is borscht. You know, this is good. He was, he just seemed like a, a good kid who was very happy to be, to be there. Um, but you know, he's a, he's a player that Babcock had a hand in bringing in and they're, they're giving him a really big opportunity playing with Kerfoot and more yeah. and Babcock liked that. Line. Uh, Tim is you know, played well, Brasmus Sandin played well, but only eight minutes and I think it was 28 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 Neander with the with the nice pass on the Matthews goal to make it three two. So it was a sure. good team effort. Um, I have to have to say though, if like and people didn't notice him. Cody Cece played twenty two minutes, did not make many mistakes. It Perfect. was you know, and if they get that, if they get that out of him playing with Riley, playing heavy minutes and not making a lot of mistakes, people are going to say that that was a, you know that was a, a, a good acquisition because he played the best well. way for Cody Cece to succeed with the Maple Leafs is to make it like we don't even know he's there, but he is. That's, that's, yeah. that's the perfect process for this kid, and that's what the Maple Leafs need. There are many stars in this Leafs team, Mike. You know that. The Leafs are dependent upon these stars shining every single night in um, different codes and different ways. You're going to have a different combination of stars shining on any given night, and at the end of the day, it should be a 100-plus point season. Lots of fun. Let's hope a lot of these guys – stay healthy for their own sake, not just ours. Um, Looking also at the stat line, though, there is a familiarity uh, with last year. Uh, The Maple Leafs won for five on the power play. They could certainly do better. Uh, We know they outshoot teams all day. But face-offs, they were beaten pretty good. Hits, they got clobbered. Blocks, they're not in the same Mm -hmm. league as the uh, other team. And giveaways, they gave away the puck more. So what what this stat line tells me, because I'm just so incredibly gifted and uh, all-knowing when it comes to stats, but it's true. (laughs) I mean, they're much better than the Ottawa Senators, but the Senators worked a lot harder. Yeah, and and the Senators had a new coach, and I'm sure that impressing that new coach was a factor in in that sort of hyped-up performance, and a lot of ex-Leafs playing against their former team. But they, they limited Ottawa to 23 shots, and, you know, limiting the workload in terms of shots on goal on Freddie Anderson is a key this, this year, if they're going to insist on playing him 60 games, which, you know, I, I think ideally they'd like to not do that, but I think eventually that'll, that'll, that'll continue to happen. They have to limit the shots on goal. He can't be a goalie who plays 60 games and faces 40 shots a night, but yeah. And, and you have to factor factor in the enthusiasm 
uh, after one win to, fa- to say that that is Ottawa. That is one of the worst and one of the youngest teams in the mm-hmm. league. So you can't base you can't base the, the the at times dominant performance in the second half of the game uh, on the fact that the Leafs are that great. They're a good team. It wasn't a perfect performance, and we'll see how they do against uh, Columbus on. But Friday I know you're night. really excited for the Habs opener tonight. The wait is over, Mike. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, press. Yeah, I'm I'm enthused. That's it. That'll <laughs> wrap it. This is the Leafs convo for Oak Ridge Ford. OakRidgeFord.com. Employee pricing is over. However, interest rates have dropped. Get in and grab your 2019 Ford vehicle, and we'll give you an unbelievable deal on it. It's, it's so great that we have a new sponsor in Oak Ridge Ford. Mike, can you just talk a little bit about what a sponsorship means to a podcast like this? Because I know that you know, you've know you dealt with sponsors and supporters uh, of your Hockey Buzz column, one of the best uh, in hockey, by the way. But having a sponsor and having that uh, you know monetization aspect of, of what we do here, because we do put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into just creating product. Well, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think it means that you, you're rewarded for your hard work. And I, I'm a very appreciative of Oak Ridge Ford uh, backing the show because um, this is something that you and I have had a passion to do over the years. And it's, it's nice to sort of have that recognition that somebody sees the quality in our work and wants to be associated with. So I thank them. That's going to be a lot of that. fun. And we're just getting started. Michael, have a great day. Get some rest. Looking forward to Leafs Blue Jackets from Columbus on Friday. And then, of course, Leafs Habs. Talk to you later, buddy. Thanks, Norm.